Um, I ran for Fulton County School Board in uh, the primary this year in May and uh, supposedly lost by 116 votes. And at uh, 1015 at night, I had no I had no votes on my on the Secretary of State's website on Georgia's Secretary of State's website. Um, Fulton County then said that there's a, actually a person on the ballot that was uh, not even on the ballot um, who had 3,300 votes. And somehow Fulton County adjudicated those without letting anybody know. And then uh, we filed, you know, we told Fulton County, the Board of Elections, of all the issues that were going on and how that the, uh, the all these errors or discrepancies were showing up in my election. And when that happened, Fulton County just said there wasn't a problem and went ahead and certified the election. A uh, voter of mine, supporter Garland Favorito, uh, filed a lawsuit and I joined him with the lawsuit um, to to have them do a hand recount. They wouldn't do that. Um, so we went to court on October 9th, I believe, and uh, gave our evidence of all the issues that are going on. We found in my district alone had 457 eligible voters who are out of my district who could have voted in my district and 113 did. So that brings the uh, total down to three votes that were the difference. And then um, in, that, in that case, you know, they uh, after we settled all the information, Fulton County just tried to dismiss the case and the judge denied the dismissal saying in his uh, in his dismissal, uh, the denial of the dismissal, he actually said that it should have been a hand recount to begin with. And why didn't Fulton do that? So we're going back to court on Monday to finish up the case. Phil, can you hear me now? Yes, I got you now. Sorry, we had a technical uh, that was off on our side. So oh, no, worries. That. Um, no worries. So that's fascinating. So um, you have any idea how the hearing is going to play out? Uh, I mean, if things work out, the way we hope it does with the evidence that we've shown um, that the errors and the irregularities that showed up in this system, they should either do a hand recount and open the ballots to reveal them so we can see what the actual totals were mm -hmm. uh, or you need to do a special election. So that's what we're looking at right now. The, the person who ran against me is just moved into the area about three or four years ago from New York City. Uh, she's Phil, I lost you. Wow, this is a great live experience here. Um, can you drop out and come back in? And so, interesting. Well, it looks like we've lost Phil. So let me replay what um, – Phil, are you still there? It looks like Phil dropped out. So let me replay what we missed at the beginning. This is the Georgia Record show, the Georgia 2022 show, brought to you by the Georgia Record. Uh, please sign up for our no-ad subscriptions where you can get all of our papers – without any ads. Phil looks to be back. You there, bud? Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Great. So we, we've had a lot of cases that, you know, we thought the judges were good in the beginning, but uh, ended up, you know, not going our way. Do you have any idea or feeling about this judge? 
Um, so far, he's been fair to both sides. Um, he is not a Fulton County judge. He is actually a uh, Douglas County judge. I think he's also retired. So um, he's allowed some of their things and then you know, allowed our evidence. And then he, just, he you know, denied the dismissal because of the evidence at hand. And um, we showed him, like I said, going through all the uh, Secretary of State's website and showing them all the voters that are illegal voters in the district of, into my district, you know, 457 of them and had the possibility, you know, 113 did vote. He said that yeah. she, the Fulton County should have automatically took this to a hand recount. So it's positive that way, but I can't guarantee which way you'll go. Yeah, of course not. We need, we need, we need somebody to uphold the law for all these cases because there's a lot of irregularities. No one's, no one's claiming um, fraud or, 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 you know, election deniers. That's what these Fulton County mm -hmm. board of election or lawyers are saying. And it's like, we didn't present any of that. We're presenting evidence of the facts that show you that there are irregularities and errors in your computer system, your dominion voting system. Right. You know, we, we've had a lot of these cases, as I said, and uh, you're right. We just need judges who will uphold the law and have some courage. You know, they, they all have grandchildren. Do they want them to live under some corrupt system? And that's what I don't understand. So, you know, these guys that just want to be on the golf course and, and uh, let it go. I mean, to me, that doesn't work for the future. Right. I mean, it's the founding. Our, our, our system was built. I mean, it's an incredible system. America is an incredible mm -hmm. country. And the way the system was built is supposed to be fair to all. And yes. unfortunately, it seems to be. Phil, we lost you again. Yeah, I'm Sorry. back. I got okay, you. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just a regular person. I'm, I mean, I right. was a small business owner, not happy with 2020. Um, you know, had my kids in the school system. I believe in our school system. And I was asked to run to hold the line to continue the school system going the right direction. I actually helped start a volunteered and start to help the uh, K through nine, uh, sorry, K through eight, um, STEM school in Fulton mm -hmm. County, a charter school mm -hmm. that I helped, you know, build. And uh, it was those, it was, it was seeing the demand for that education of reading, writing, arithmetic, the, the basic skills that helps you get to the next level, whether it be in college or a trade school. You know, a lot of people, the, the world has turned into where I, they don't want kids, don't want to get their hands dirty. People don't want to get their hands dirty touching things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you, you downplay and you look at trade schools and you call them garbage. But Imagine the, the education is the one thing that breaks down social economic barriers. If yes. you look at it and say, you know, that kid who is maybe in, a, in an impoverished area or has a single parent or whatever issues going on at home, they're sitting in classrooms and they're like, their brains are just wired nonstop because they don't know what they're going to do when they go home, when they're going to get fed, what's going on. But if you give them a, get their hands moving and do like yeah. an electrician or carpenter, that gives them a skill. They don't, not everybody has to go to college and they can come out of school, going out of high school with a certificate become an apprentice and make almost six figures and have a great life with no debt. And exactly. that is and the best thing much, we should go for. Many more marketable skills than some Ivy League grad that studied, you know, women's studies or whatever. So. <laughs> Gender studies, 18th century English literature, whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, a lot of people, you know, being Asian, you know, I, I've heard it through my whole life. You know, like, cause I'm not a minority, you know, mm -hmm. Asians aren't a minority, even though we're one of the most minority groups in America, but because of our skills and education and what we focus on, we're not considered a minority. Right. But why is that? So, I mean, you look at, if you really value what 
Asians come over here with. And, and I'm a first generation born here. And you say, let's go after, let's work with the system to beat the system and, and, and help give to the system, right? Where, where's and your family you, from? Uh, Taiwan and China. My mom was, uh, she was three years old when the communists invaded China and she mm -hmm. fled, they fled to Taiwan. And so my story is my mom, my mom is the middle child of, uh, uh, you know, older brother, younger brother. And she came here on her own for education. So when people start trashing the country and saying, oh, we're white supremacists and racists and all this other stuff, I got stories to tell you that's not true. My, my, my whole family came that way. My mom came yeah. by herself, met my dad here. But my mom came here with the help of Catholic nuns. Yeah. They, came, they saw her. They brought her in and said, let's help you become an American citizen when you're, you're going to school here and give back to the system. You know, to sit there and say, oh, every white person is racist or every this whole country is built on racism. If that were true, you wouldn't have the athletes in sports that you have now. You wouldn't have the Jim Browns. You wouldn't have all these people, you know, or the, the NBA is predominantly African-American or NFL and so on and so forth. You wouldn't have these abilities if everybody in this country was a white supremacist. You have to look at it and understand there's a there, there are racist people. And that goes for every denomination in every, possible. In every race. In yeah. every race. Yeah. But the thing is, there are more colorblind people then there are racist people. And if you look at the world that way and you treat into the gold rule, treat people how you want to be treated, that then you understand where we go with this and how we kind of save this country for our kids and our grandkids and other people. So, you know, because this country is the greatest country in the world. I actually lived in Saudi Arabia for two years. Yeah. I was, my dad was working Army Corps of Engineers designing the uh, base that Desert Storm 1 was launched from when the, uh, Lebanon, the, the, the Marine barracks in Lebanon was bombed. Yeah. So I know what it's like to be overseas in country when you have uh, 50 calibers front and back escorting you to school every day and people checking your cars for bombs you oh, know, know. It's, and and you see that what you see is that, that that soldier with an american flag on his shoulder and they're willing to give your life their life for you because you're yeah. american they don't care who you are they don't care what color you are they don't care what gender you are or what you believe in if you hate them or not because you're an american they're willing to give their life for you and for somebody to desecrate the flag or or, or not stand up for the pledge not stand or take a knee for the the the, the anthem it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace to everything this country stands for and all our veterans and all our soldiers stand for. So, I mean, I'm going on a little diatribe here, but. No, but I, I, let me ask you, I'm glad you are. How, how do we get the Chinese Patriot American voice to be louder? Because in you know, Georgia specifically, I know there's a lot of CCP influence up in Johns Creek, all the way through the Georgia government. I mean, oh, there, there I, is from Taiwan and China. I can tell you yeah. that. My dad will tell you stories. When he came here for school, he went to, uh, I don't know the school now, but the University mm -hmm. of Missouri Rolla for engineering. Mm -hmm. And they had their spies coming in and trying to infiltrate and get him and watch him and try to uh, recruit him. And he mm -hmm. told them to go to hell. Mm -hmm. You know, what we got to do is we need to engage the Asian population. The problem mm -hmm. with Asians are they don't go out to vote because they're too busy working. They're too busy yeah, yeah. doing things. We need to, I've told this to several of the GOP people, and I said, you know, we need to start bringing them out. You know, we need to, we already have a strong Indian influence and an Asian influence in Johns Creek. They are very active. They're trying to get the word out, but they need support. And the so same we want to help you in that effort at the Georgia Record and at CD Media. So let's talk. Yeah, about yeah, we can later. definitely talk about it. I got some contacts yeah. for you guys to work. We can also yeah. do, and if I was at the um, Fulton uh, GOP breakfast the other day, um, and South Fulton, we had so, several South Fulton representatives, African-Americans who were mm -hmm. desperate, desperate Fulton, Fulton GOP to help them yeah. get the word out. 
there are a lot more well, we have to Americans wanting to be Republicans. Georgia. We have to bypass the GOP in Georgia because it's, yes, absolutely. it's not effective. So we're doing that all, all day long. So, you know, we'll pull them up by the bootstraps eventually. But, you know, and, and I think we have a lot in common because I was over in Kobar Towers in Saudi. So I, okay. I, I, yep, I remember that. But, um, yeah, I want to really work with you and help get because I've been in, in our New York paper. You know, there's a strong Chinese anti-communist group in Manhattan that want to stand up, that are from China, that understand it. But we got to link all this together and get that voice to be higher. Because it's You know, really it's needed. funny because everyone thinks all the Democrats think like I keep getting nonstop Democrat stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I got a text back in the uh, primary time asking about, you know, what about all this violence against Asian Americans and all this other stuff? And I said, like, what? And, you know, I try to I started engaging in dialogue. I want to see what they're going to say. So they said, like, well, you know, you see everything going on in the country. And I said, well, the only thing I know in Georgia, they said the thing in Georgia. I said, you mean the thing over in um, Woodstock? I said, well, Woodstock or Canton, that was some desperate guy looking for sex. Yeah. That wasn't anything about Asian uh, yeah. violence. But yeah. I said, but so I brought up the, uh, the other issues that I have found. I go, have you seen in New York City where uh, African-Americans are attacking Asians at a record level? Yes. Older Asians. And it's in California as well. Crickets. You know, it's the narrative they want to spew, the fear they want to spread. And, you know, one thing's with the Asian, you know, Asians are taught to you keep their heads down, work hard, keep their mouths shut and beat the system with the system. Mm -hmm. And I think they've done a great job with that. The problem with now is just getting them out to vote. And they, they know the values. They know these countries they've come from. They know that these these the communism and socialism is horrendous and it's disgusting and it's 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 just a, a, a it's abhorrent to the human existence and so we need to get them more out you know get them to engage them is to they're afraid to stand out and i'm the opposite i'm i'm yeah. first generation born here i'm not your typical asian who's quiet i am very loud and boisterous it's just who i am um i probably got that from my mom being she's the like i said she was the sibling. She had an old brother, younger brother, but she as a female came here by herself right. and she's willing to take a stand and do and, and make something better. And she made enough money to bring her brother and sponsor her brothers to come back over here. So, I mean, it's the legacy. And then my wife's side and you look at my wife is Ukrainian descent, first generation born here. Um, her grandmother had three, uh, three kids and one in womb and she escaped Iron Curtain to get over here. Couldn't yeah, speak yeah. English, got help. She lost a child on the way. She built a legacy. She worked her butt off in New York City. I mean, this is, yeah. and she she took me in looking as I'm the raisin in her oatmeal, you know, the family just joking around yeah. like that. But she took me in right away and I was her grandson. Yeah. And I never had my grandparents around because they all passed away. She took me in. So that's the kind of thing you go, oh, white supremacy. No, people are color blind. And if you want to start touting that kind of garbage and keep on saying, you want to, if you want, if you, it's that old, old adage that if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. Right. Okay. So if you're looking for racism, you'll find it some way, somehow. Or create, or create it. Or create it. Right. Because if you look, if you go into a room expecting everybody to treat you different, then they will. But if you go in there treating everybody equal, like you want to be treated, everyone treats you with respect. So, you know, anyway, I'm going to get in a diatribe, but how we get the Asians involved. I have people we should go talk to that you guys can talk to. We can organize some things. They are very strong, especially the Indian population. Yeah. They are very strong in this, in the North Bolton and in the Forsyth area. So that's definitely something we should def definitely well, All of the uh, previous communities that have, you know, I'm, I was in a rally here in Miami with Brazilians last night. And they are experiencing the exact same thing that in Venezuelans. They don't want this. They've seen it before. 
So these disparate communities, we need to link up and, and raise the voice. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Especially. It's so, horrible what's, what we saw in Brazil. It's like yeah. it's a rehash of 2020. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, exactly. a rehash of 2020. Yeah. So, and some of these elections we've had here in the midterms. So it's definitely yeah, it's yeah. definitely something. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully we get some judges. Hopefully we have a positive outcome on Monday. You know, the um, we have some more evidence we try to we're going to reintroduce on Monday, hopefully. And uh, they have their one witness, which is the guy who runs the Fulton County Dominion, Fulton County Elections Dominion System. That mm -hmm. guy is a that the Nigerian, Nigerian citizen yeah. running yeah. and he's getting, you know, he's getting lots of money to run the system. I mean, found, yeah. he bought a I think the other day I found out he, he bought a two hundred eighty thousand dollar house. With his seventy thousand dollars salary in the same year, he at the same year he bought a ninety thousand dollars Mercedes, and the next in the next year he bought like right after that he bought another one hundred and twenty thousand dollars Land Rover. Wow! So um, interesting for a seventy thousand dollars a year employee. I mean, maybe he has it, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. And you know, being a non-American citizen running that system, how how does that play right? I mean, you know. Well, we, oh, need, we to need to just, just hit the first, the first break, break so we can pull the top, top off, off the machines and look down, down in there and see what's going on. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Phil, I Phil, think we're going to have you back, back for multiple times because uh, I, I really enjoyed chatting with you. But uh, come on next week after you uh, have the outcome in your case and let's talk more. Sounds good. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having Thank me on. Thank you, Phil. Take care. Take care. Right. Thank you, Bob. Well, I understand that the uh, mic was off the first part of the show, so I'm going <laughs> to repeat briefly what we said. I talked about our no ad subscriptions. Please sign up for that. You get uh, all of our news with no advertisements across our 11, 12 websites now. We just open the balkan.press, cdmespanol.com. Uh, help us combat the corrupt media narrative. Sign up for that. Pay us a few bucks a month for our no ad subscription. Also, my books, if you go to ltodwood.com, I wrote a series of books several years ago that are all fantastically prescient. Uh, if you want to understand finance and what's going on, the vaccines. Uh, I wrote about all of this years ago. Uh, they make a great present for that someone who wants to uh, read all winter. And the two comments I get on my first book are I stayed up all night to read it and it should be a movie. So go to ltodwood.com and check those out. We have package deals and uh, find the, the present for that someone who has everything. I want to bring in Sarah Thompson now. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Good afternoon. So uh, you're becoming a regular, but uh, you are so active down in Bullock. Uh, give us an up. Last week we talked about one issue, but tell us about this case that you've got uh, in, in Bullock County. Yes. So there's so much crossover with so much of the work right now. You mm -hmm. know, so we have the issues with our ballot and I, I had my hearing on Wednesday and did get my order. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, it was no order at all. Um, they just uh, I, I'm, what I'm saying, Todd, is they took the flag down in mm -hmm. our in our in our county and mm -hmm. they put up some other flag you know maybe mm -hmm. like a local 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 flag of some sort mm -hmm. but um i don't want to really beat that too bad because um we're going to have some things we have to decide and we're so just for our audience this was a, yes. basically the ballots are not valid essentially it was your case correct the, or, or the, the, the way they are yeah there are they, we are asked to vote on a paper yeah. that paper does not need the standards of Georgia law that are required for an official ballot. Mm -hmm. It must be fully verifiable, fully readable. It must um, not be uh, have a variable on it that is not legislated. And a bar barcode is nowhere in Georgia law. Um, also, there's also obvious security issues with a two-dimensional barcode. It's mm -hmm. not a QR code. 
it's mm -hmm. not it doesn't meet the it's not a open source standard format that is actually required by federal law if anything's used in the election space under federal guidelines mm -hmm. it's called vbsg voting guidelines um that doesn't that's not true of that item uh, you know you could just take your phone and try i mean we were trying it at dinner last night mm -hmm. any any person of any age who uses a cell phone who looks at that piece of paper and then starts asking it takes about a minute and a half for somebody once you tell them that that code is what they scan and then it just takes su such a short amount of time for people to realize that they've been deceived so mm -hmm. that's what's going on. People are asked to be automatons in the in the voting process. We'll go over here, push these buttons, walk over here, put this in the machine. Oh, look, the paper was accepted. It says your ballot is have been cast. Oh, it must have been cast. And and people aren't registering. It's you know we have the sense that if it has a QR code on it, it's modern and and advanced. You know, you mm -hmm. ask any average young person. Oh, it must be modern. It must be good. Mm -hmm. And that, that's basically it, Todd. Um, they, mm -hmm. um, the judge said that he doesn't have any jurisdictional authority to do the remedy, the handout. Um, what we found that might not be true. And essentially, they lowered the flag. Uh, that's what it feels like. Um, and those are my civil liberties. I went in there. We had a great show. Eight counties came in to Bullitt County. Eight counties of citizens from all over the state came in for that hearing. They say I don't have a claim. Uh, and I'm just a concerned citizen, and they thank me for my service in the military. Mm -hmm. And you know what a gut punch to say yeah. that you're that you're, um, you're we're not going to honor your civil liberties and the definitive right to vote. Okay, what's next? Yeah. You know? So yeah. so so I you know again um, I, I wanted to um, there's there's a crossover issue that I did state directly to the judge, and that is what one of the biggest things right right now. This is hot because it's gone to the state election board. One mm -hmm. of the issue is, is that per Georgia law, and it's code 320 and 321, you've got to take things to referendum that say you've got to take things to referendum. And, and one of those things was that you have, if you're going to move off of paper ballots, it's in the law, mm -hmm. you got to take it to the people for two reasons. If you're going to, and it's to any voting machine, you know, this was made, this law was made before we had this kind of voting machine. You know, of course, any laws that are made 20, 30, 40 years ago, it doesn't say, you know, the, the Dominion, it says voting machine. So you have to have a referendum to move off of paper and you have to have a referendum, a separate question on the ballot to increase the indebtedness of the county to run a new system, right? Because like my county, We've had paper for 200 years. Yeah. So Todd, what we're seeing is the counties didn't do that. And so you have a state. What happened in 2002? Everybody's excited about, you know, overcoming the Florida syndrome, you know, all the hanging chat. So Kathy Cox was secretary of state at that time. She, we all know, we, it's, it's common knowledge. It was done by imposition. She said, we're doing this, we're going to legislate this, we're going to lead in Georgia. And, and and that's what can happen. It's kind of like what we've seen the past two years, a mandate. Oh, oh, it's a mandate. Oh, there's, we, we have to do this. The state said we have to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, so everybody received these fancy, shiny new computer systems, the Diebold system. Um, and, so, and they did start out with a pilot program. And there was a pilot program in somewhere five, six, seven counties. Well, guess what? That pilot program did not go well. And, and we have record that those counties complained in long lists of complaints. Well, 
the results were terrible, but here we go. You know, here's a die bolt. And then, you know, you have year after year after year. Well, those, um, those counties never conducted, ref the, the counties that we can find, we, we are not, we have yet to find a county that conducted a referendum. Mm -hmm. And it's in a, a code section. It's very interesting under municipal. And people are like, well, we're not a municipality. We don't need to do it because it says municipal. Well, that's incorrect. In, in Georgia, there, in an attorney general opinion clears that up pretty well. And it says right in the um, annotations of 320, Georgia Code 321, it says the question of whether to authorize the use of voting machines in a county county and the question of whether the indebtedness of the county should be increased sufficiently to pay for voting machines should be separately placed on the ballot and may not be combined and that's an attorney general opinion from 1984. Mm -hmm. so there's no it's like incorporations we're talking about the encroachment of incorporations where you have a municipal corporation where you have a county corporation too you know so it's about money and about choices and about rights and civil liberties and how you want to decide these things so in a nutshell, um, what I what I did last night, and I, I work collaboratively a lot, is we sent a letter to the state election board, and it says at the very top, and it was it was opened within one minute by Chairman Duffy when I sent it last night. So I guess they have my number, <laughs> but it says verified notice of forthcoming voidable election that your state elections board and counties are conspiring to conduct. And uh, with an absolute and complete disregard for the law contained in what I just described. Mm -hmm. So um, what we're saying is um, we know we know the circumstances, Georgia, mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. also going to let all the counties know just, mm -hmm. just a minute. They're going to know. We know the circumstances, County XYZ. Now, if you have not met the requirements of these laws, what we've recommended is a very simple path. We are solution-oriented citizens. We're not just trying to call them out. We also want to give them away. We're waymakers as patriots. And the way that we have um, suggested is that they use the, the um, two, pr two provisions in the law. There's a provision under 21.2281. We are recommending that if for any reason at any primary or, or election, the use of voting machines wholly or in part is not practicable and illegal <laughs> is not practicable. Mm -hmm. um, the superintendent may arrange to have the voting for such candidates or offices conducted by paper. And it says it right there. And that's according to the George and then also according to the Georgia Constitution, it, it, this is a runoff, a runoff shall be a continuation of a general election. So this counts as a general. And then and then that's an existing remedy is already in place. It's so great. It's mm -hmm. 21 to 290. Get this. The superintendent shall provide for each precinct in which a primary or election is to be held a sufficient number of ballots equal to the number of active registered voters. They're supposed to have these on hand. If there's a catastrophic thing, they're supposed to have paper on hand. Yeah. So we believe um, that it, it would it would actually save, you know, it would save litigation. It would save money if they would hardship to the boards, um, chaos, extra things unnecessary to just just to stop, you know, mm -hmm. just slow down. And I really think, again, we have every hope that there will be some counties out there. We already know in Pearson versus Kemp that Kemp, that that Raffensperger, they, they, they argued for, for Raffensperger. He was a defendant in Pearson versus Kemp that, that he doesn't have any power 
over the county election officials. They, mm -hmm. his office argued that. Yet, over and over, we expect the state is going to come up with something to say. Like, if you received a message from a citizen to say, that says that you need to have a referendum, we're, expect, we're already predicting they're going to come up with something mm -hmm. to say the, the people are wrong again, you know, and you have to do what we say and not what they reckon, you know, ignore them. So we're already kind of bracing, but our job as citizens is to let them know and say, you have another chance, you know, to do right. And if we have, ref we are going to ask for, um, there will be um, some more complaints filed on Tuesday in the counties. We're tightening that up. We're going to go in and, make, and challenge our superior courts again. But of course, you know, Todd, they can't do that referendum on the on the Dominion system, can they? Yeah. They would have to do it on paper, right? Mm -hmm. In the spirit of the law, which says that it's about moving off of paper, like 20 right. years ago. So they've been in breach. It, it appears, again, it appears. This is what we see. We're not accusing anybody. Mm -hmm. We're, it, it, this all appears that this is not good, and we that there there are people being. We we know we're suffering, Todd. We know. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, I, I hope that hope I've been clear. No, that's that's fantastic. Thanks for the update. So, uh, what's the, I guess the next step or forcing function that is going to come up as to where this is going? Well, we're taking think? it honestly one day at a time. Mm -hmm. um, today, we're no giving notice. And I wanted to also state for the record, Morgan County and Cherokee County have admitted that they did not conduct referendums. And I mm -hmm. do have my city, my municipality, Statesboro, that has not conducted referendum. So um, as far as what's next, you know, we just have to use our judicial system and our, mm -hmm. our, our the authority that is in our Constitution. I don't think our founders wanted us to just stop. Yeah. You know, they want us to keep moving and to keep trying and striving. So uh, sure. we'll just keep using every remedy and keeping note, you know, by them not responding. This is this is definitive. This is not casual civil stuff here. Right. You no, know, by them, by us informing them, they become knowing and willful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you have children, you know, if you say, mm -hmm. if you're going to do that, you're going to get grounded or, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get in trouble. So mm -hmm. they are having to decide on information. They could say, you know, they could claim ignorance, but now they don't have to claim ignorance. Right. They're, so that's, we're just doing our best, Todd. And I don't know, um, do you have any ideas? <laughs> well, uh, you know, our job is to get it out there. So when you have something else to say, just, I'm sure you will let us know. So. We will come do back, that. Thank come you. back and tell us everything that's going on and we'll get it out to the world. Thank you, Sarah. We really appreciate you. All right. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Georgia 2022 show today. I'm sorry about the, uh, the mic problems in the beginning. Uh, three things I'll leave you with. One, support Mike Lindell. Use promo code CDM for your Christmas presents. Go to ltodwood.com. Check out the books, the package deals for that someone who loves to read, loves historical fiction and what's, you know, geopolitical drama. Uh, and needs something for Christmas, and that guy that, you know, or girl that is uh, really has everything and hard to buy for. So, ltodwood.com and sign up for our no ad subscriptions. So, thank you very much. And with that, we'll see you next week.